What's up everybody? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome episode 29 of the Ryan Responds podcast is live. How the hell are you? I hope you had an amazing Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate, I hope you had an amazing time. I want to welcome you back to the Ryan Responds podcast, the bi-weekly political podcast that focuses on today's political issues and how they affect you and me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. 2020, here we are. If you are watching this on YouTube, you see my new studio. I hope you all love it. I've got a new camera angle, the best lighting money can buy off of Amazon, an amazing plastic plant here, a beautifully scented candle, some of my favorite books, an antler I found, a new shelf, I stained it myself, hope you like that, I got a MAGA hat, some vintage shooting equipment, gun cleaning oil, and some vintage shells, I'm a huge hunter, also got the duck decoy, a vintage one, I've also got an old sign from Pennsylvania, no trapping sign, and then I've also got a signed baseball, my first ever signed baseball, a Trump mug, and a Lucky Charms box that was given to me by James O'Keefe. So I hope you enjoy this. This is the new setup. I hope this brings some new energy to my podcast, some more viewers, and it really makes this feel more professional. And thank you for being here. This is my first podcast in probably two weeks. I uh, took a little break for Christmas and ho- in the holidays because I was moving back from college. I was working a lot. I'm back. 2020 is the year for me. We're going to get to it. I hope you'll stick around because I've got some big announcements coming up. My next podcast, my next two podcasts, I'll have an amazing announcement, a huge announcement. It's going to change everything. Um something huge. I'm not going to release it yet, but stick around. Got to listen to my next podcast. January 9th, I'll be dropping bombshell information regarding myself and some people. It's big. It's exciting. It's the biggest thing to happen in my political career to date, and hopefully it will take me places, and I hope you guys will stick for the journey. Without further ado, thanks for being here. We're going to hop right in to the news we had a shooting. It's a sad, a sad thing, but we had a another active shooting. Um, this time it was at the West Freeway Church of Christ um, in White Settlement, Texas, just outside of Fort Worth. Um, but two two people died. Two people perished. Um, and I was talking to some people about this shooting, and I said, you know, I don't want to be shot to death. Clearly. But if I was going to go out that way in one place, I'd want it to be in church because that's the closest you are to God, in my opinion. That's the closest you'll ever be to God. And if I had to go out that way, I'd want it to be at church where I feel the best about myself, feel the best about the world, and feel most in touch with my Lord and Savior. So there's that. But Let's not look at the negatives here because there was a lot of positivity that came from this event. And I want to share that with you. You know, in 2017, Governor Greg Abbott, he signed legislation that allowed churchgoers to conceal carry during church services, which if he didn't sign that, if he didn't sign that, 
I'm afraid to tell you what could have taken place. Okay, there were 240 people in that church service. And if nobody had a gun, you do the math on how many would have survived. Um, 240 people most likely all rushing out to the same exit. It's not pretty. I hate to think about it. You hate to think about it. The country hates to think about it. Luckily for us, we had a hero among the worshiping. There was a hero there. His name is Jack Wilson. And you know, the Black Lives Matter people say, you know, say their name. The people that have been killed by police, say their name, say their name. Well, say this man's name because he's a real hero. Jack Wilson. Jack Wilson. Jack Wilson. We need to repeat this name. This man is a hero. And I tweeted at President Trump that this man deserves the Presidential Medal of Honor for what he did. And it gives me goosebumps. I know you're, the camera's farther away now. You can't see him. But I have goosebumps right now talking about how heroic this man was on that fateful day at the West Freeway Church of Christ in West Settlement, Texas. He delivered a fatal shot to the shooter in under five seconds. He was more than 50 feet away from the shooter. He delivered one shot, and I saw the video, one shot to the suspect's head, and he dropped like a sack of bricks. He delivered a headshot, one shot to the head, killing him instantly. And it kind of, it was terrifying to watch. They, they were live streaming the church service when this happened. And the video surfaced and I watched it. And it was hard to watch because you do see people getting killed in this video. You know, he did take two lives with him. And rest easy, those two that died, rest in peace. And, you know, you're with the Lord right now. I'm quite confident. I know you're happier now than you've ever been in your lifetime with the Lord. But Jack Wilson, he's ex-FBI. He delivered one shot to the shooter's head, and he dropped like a sack of bricks. Thank God for Jack Wilson... Thank God Jack Wilson was going to church that day and was a security guard for this church. God has a plan for all of us. And I'm sure Jack Wilson's lived a great life, a fulfilling life, a fun life with family. He has grandchildren. But even if Jack Wilson had a terrible life up to this point, God put him on this earth for a reason and God could have put him in that church for a reason to save hundreds of lives that day when a maniac opened fire on worshipers God has a plan for all of us and you know what that was a part of Jack's plan and 
Jack did something that I think very few individuals could do. If I was ex-FBI and I was trained at firearms, and I don't know if I could have even done that. 50 feet away, you know, this kind of stuff doesn't happen in small towns in Texas. An active shooter at your church. No one expects it. But you know what? Jack was prepared mentally for that situation. He prepared himself mentally that I'm the security guard. I'm here to protect hundreds of people worshiping Jesus Christ right now. And he took a deep breath and he pulled the trigger. One shot, one kill is all it took. And that man only took two lives with him. It's actually unbelievable that he didn't get more. And if Jack missed even once, there could be many more dead because the shooter, I believe, was using a shotgun. And when you take a shotgun to any part of your body, you're really not making it. Anything from the waist up with a shotgun, you're most likely not going to survive because it takes a chunk out of you, to say the least, least graphic way I can. I don't want to go into detail, but from someone that shoots shotguns very often, you're, you're missing pieces at that point. And Jack's a hero. And that's all I have to say on it. But let's think about something even scarier for a second. As if that wasn't scary enough. What if this took place in New York City? Or California? Or Washington? A place where you're not allowed to carry a firearm in a church. Imagine what we'd be discussing now. We wouldn't be discussing two dead and a hero. We'd be discussing dozens dead. And that's a scary, scary, scary thought. And you know, the Democrats come out and say, this is just proof we need more gun control. No, this is proof we need more armed security, more people willing to carry, more people willing to put their lives on the line to protect their fellow Americans. You know, seven people in that church drew their firearm when that man opened fire. None of them were security guards. Seven people worshiping in that church were carrying armed individuals concealing their weapons drew their weapon when that man started shooting. You know why? I get goosebumps talking about it because our founding fathers gave us this God-given right, the Second Amendment. God bless them for it. That we're allowed to carry and protect each other in times of harm and need. Don't mess with Texas because you will get the horns when you mess with Texas. You will not win when you mess with Texas or a, or a, sit, a state like Texas. You will not win. If this had happened in New York or any of the other states I just mentioned, no one would be allowed to have a firearm. You'd be lucky if you had a security guard. And you would have hundreds of people running for a two-door exit with one man with a loaded firearm with plenty of rounds. And that's a scary thought. And for Democrats to call for more gun control after an event like this is, it's actually scary that someone thinks more gun control would have stopped this shooting. It's scary to even think that someone could have the audacity to say, if we had no guns, this wouldn't happen. 
people. Heroin's illegal. People do heroin. Cocaine's illegal. People do cocaine. Murdering people is illegal. People murder people. Okay? There are laws in place. Laws get broken. That's why we have jails. That's why we have courts. Because people break laws every day. If you ban guns, you're making a law saying you're not allowed to own a gun. It's going to get broken. Gun control only stops law-abiding citizens. It doesn't stop criminals. And that's really all I have to say on the topic. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. I mean, I am a good citizen. I don't break the law. You know, if you go 30 miles over the speed limit, you can get arrested. I don't do that because I don't want to go to jail. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a crazy person. I don't do drugs because they're illegal and they have bad effects on you. I don't break the law. I'm a law-abiding citizen. This would only work for law-abiding citizens. If everyone in the country followed the law, sure, ban guns. But that's not the case. And we were given the right by our founding fathers to the right to bear arms. And we're going to keep it. And, but the Second Amendment is the only way to stop a shooting like this. Because look, in under five seconds, when that first shot rang out by the shooter, Jack Wilson had that man on the ground dead. If there wasn't a Jack Wilson there and there wasn't seven other people with loaded firearms there, you'd have to call the police. And if you're in a rural area, they're not getting there that quickly because they're far away. And it's scary to think about the outcome if no one had a gun there and you had to actually call the police. Because when you are... Think if a shot rings out, you're just going to want to hit the deck. You're not going to want to get your phone out and call the police. You're going to want to hit the deck and try and survive. We're going to move on because I could talk about it forever, but we're going to move on. The U.S. Embassy in Baghdad is under siege. Iranian-backed militiamen stormed the embassy and set sections of it on fire. They were banging down doors, lighting fires. We were throwing tear gas at them. And in retaliation, the U.S. sent 750 troops over there to calm things down. It's now in order. And Iran doesn't want... They don't want anything. I mean, Iran, if you're listening, you don't want none of this. You don't want America. You don't want to be on our bad side. You see what we did to Japan in World War II? We leveled their country. We killed thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in a second with a nuclear bomb. Do you want to be a parking lot? Because if you want to become a parking lot, keep it up. Because Donald J. Trump doesn't mess around when it comes to the safety of his citizens or his troops. Look at al-Baghdadi. He's dead now. You want to storm our embassy and put our troops and our citizens at risk? You're going to pay the ultimate price. And, you know, Iran, they just don't get it. They don't get it. Look at our history. We won the American Revolution. We won the Civil War. 
We won World War One. We won World War Two. We jumped into Korea to stop the spread of communism. We jumped into Vietnam to stop the spread of communism. America is a winning country, and we're winning now like never before. And if you think for a second that you are going to win against us while President Trump is in office, unlike Obama, we are not going to send you a pallet of cash and say we're sorry for, for airstrikes. It's not going to happen. Trump doesn't play that way. Trump doesn't play the let's bow down and, and kiss the king or whatever the hell they have over there. We're not going to kiss your feet. If you want to storm our embassy and you want to set our embassy on fire, you're going to pay the price. And we're not going to have another Benghazi on our hands. We answered the phone call when it rang. We sent troops over there. We allowed backup to come. Unlike the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton, where we let four Americans die because people stormed the embassy in Libya and four Americans died. You didn't answer the phone call, Hillary. You didn't spring into action and save the country. You folded under pressure. Donald J. Trump sprang into action when he got the call. He doesn't fold under pressure, and he didn't fold under pressure. That is the person we want leading our country in a time of conflict. That's the person we want leading our country when we get a phone call like that. We don't want someone that's going to fold or sit in a corner under pressure. We want someone that's out there and that will knock your teeth out when a fight comes along. I mean, think about it. Can you imagine Pete Buttigieg in a situation like this? What the hell is Pete going to do? I mean, has the man ever been camping in the woods? Has he ever done anything outside of the home or anything? I mean, like, I'm not trying to make jokes here, but I'm being honest. Pete Buttigieg cannot negotiate. He's soft. You know, I'm not trying to bash him, you know. He's an openly gay man, and I'm fine with gay people. I'm not trying to bash him at all for his sexuality. Not at all. But he's just soft. Or Julian Castro, who just dropped out today. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Cory Booker? Kamala Harris? Can you imagine any of these people standing up to a kingdom or whatever they have in Iran? Can you imagine that? I mean, hell, look what Obama did. We're going to send you billions in cash on a nighttime flight. Don't have any cameras there. We don't want it to be known. We're going to ship you billions of dollars for what? No idea. We'll just ship you billions of dollars so you can make a nuclear bomb or, or, or make tanks. Just when you go to bed tonight and you go to pray, 
thank God that Donald J. Trump is our president. Because if he was not our president and we had Hillary Rodham Clinton, we would have had another Benghazi. Our embassy would be trampled on. We would be the laughingstock of the world. And I don't know about you, but I'm a proud American, and that is not the image I want America to give to the rest of the world. A clown of a country. Under President Donald J. Trump, we are winning, we're fierce, we are robust, and we are excelling in the world right now. And when I cast my ballot in 2020, this year, to reelect Donald J. Trump, I will be thinking about that. And I hope you will be thinking about that too. How do you want our country to look to the world? Do you want someone like Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, or Elizabeth Warren leading our country? Or do you want someone strong? Someone that's up to the task. Someone that has proven themselves to be up to the task. Like Donald Trump has. And with that, I'm going to close this podcast. Episode 29 is in the books. I want to thank you all for watching. I hope you like the new studio. Um, Basically, I just moved my camera back five feet and put some beautiful things on my desk and behind me. Um, I think this gives it a more professional look. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the topics of the podcast today. But don't forget... January 9th, I have a huge announcement. It's the biggest announcement I've ever made to date. It could really change everything for me and put me on the path for a lifetime of success. I don't know where it will take me. It may take me nowhere, but it may take me to the greatest heights imaginable. And I'm very excited to announce it. I'll be announcing it on the 9th next Thursday. Thank you all for watching. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year to you all. 2020 is going to be an exciting year, the most exciting year of my life, I guarantee you. This is the year we re-elect Donald J. Trump to President of the United States. This is the year we take back the House, we keep the Senate, we finish the wall, we take our Dow Jones to 30,000, We continue to build this economy and we hit 10 million new jobs since Donald J. Trump was elected. Thank you all for listening. I had a lot of fun making it. I hope you had a lot of fun listening. Thank you all. Have a great day. Have a beautiful weekend. I'll see you Monday for episode 30, the big 3-0. I love you all. Have a great one. Great weekend. I'll see you Monday.